Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we're going to be ask, uh, talking about a topic that just got brought up in a uh, workshop that I did at a local university. Uh, it's all about robo-advisors, right? So the question I got during this workshop was, should I be in using a, a robo-advisor? And so I answered this question, and then the next question I got answered that was, what's a robo-advisor? So we're going to jump on today and on this podcast, on this YouTube video. That's what we're going to be talking about, the good, the bad. Should you use them? Should you not? What are they? All these different things. That's what we're going to jump on and talk about. Before we do, like I said, welcome to the podcast uh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so that way you're notified when new episodes come out. Share it with your friends. It helps us grow. It helps you learn. It helps them learn. Everybody wins. Make sure you do that. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Same thing. Make sure you subscribe, like, hit the notification button. Again, share it with your friends. It helps you. It helps them. It helps us. Like I said, it's a win-win. Robo-advisors. Let's start off. What What are they? Right? What was this term, robo-advisor, even mean? Okay, I'm going to go back to the uh, the Stone Age, let's just say like 15, 20 years ago, uh, and talk to you about the way things used to be, because that will help you actually understand what a robo-advisor is, okay? The way that you things did when you did an investment, a Roth IRA, whatever it was, you used to have to pay a tremendous amount of fees to like a financial planner, so like 1%, 2%, and if you weren't doing a, a, a financial planner, even if you were doing it on your own, you would still have to pay a lot in fees because there's a lot that goes on in the background. So like if you wanted rebalancing of the portfolio, which helps reduce risk, that's what rebalancing does. Um, somebody would manually have to go in and do that. So you, they would have to be paid to do that, right? Um, there's other things on compliance that has to be done. That all used to have to be done manually. Things like tax loss harvesting, that used to have to be done manually. Okay, it used to be a very tedious process. Um, Robo-advising, when it first got launched, it automated all those things. So like account opening, rebalancing, tax loss harvesting. Therefore, all those people were no longer needed, which for you as an investor using these, these services, it was awesome because those fees were completely gone. So like if you're doing it yourself, you don't have to pay fees anymore. Those other things are all free. Um, instead of using a financial advisor to do all that stuff and paying like one to 2% of your assets, that dropped down to like 0.25 to 0.5% of your assets. So it was a lot uh, more efficient and saved a ton of money. I'm going to show you an example of how much money that actually saves. But that was the initial reasons why robo-advisors were brought to retail consumers. Um, now, what they've now been built into it's actually not new to finance, it's new to consumers and retail investors. What I mean by this is using it to actually make investments. So in the investment world, these big institutional investors, 
a lot of them have been using like what's called algorithmic trading to buy and sell and do different things at different times automatically. So that way they don't have to pay portfolio managers and stuff, but they're doing that with their own money. What robo-advisors have now done is, is like a similar type of thing where they're actually starting to use it to pick portfolios for individuals and buy and sell stocks and all that type of stuff. And this is what they are. I'm going to talk to you about the good and the bad, but that's what they are. So their primary purpose is to make things like rebalancing and tax loss harvesting and all that stuff easy to do. So it's very cheap. That's actually why, like for our hybrid robo advisor at Fitbooks that we launched, that is why we use Betterment is because Betterment automates all that for us. Okay. Therefore, we don't have to charge you guys a whole bunch of fees because their technology does it. We had it audit from like signing up accounts to doing transfers, doing deposits, doing rebalancing. It's all done electronically. That's it. We don't, have, we don't have to pay. You don't have to pay this huge fee for that. Okay. That's why we, we like Betterment with our hybrid robo advisor. Uh, side note, if you guys want to sign up for that hybrid robo advisor, I got to do is go into your Fitbucks profile, hit open investment account, follow the prompts. We'll get you signed up and get Roth IRAs invested, 401k rollovers. We could do all that for you. Okay. Now, next up on the list, why are robo advisors good? Okay. Basically for one reason. <laughs> They save you a ton of money. Let's just say, I'll give you an example. Let's just say you have $1,000 that you're going to be investing every single month. And you're going to do that for a 40-year span, okay? Plus, you're going to get about a 6% annual rate of return. If you said, look, I have two choices, either use a robo-advisor or like a financial advisor. The robo-advisor, because it's saving you so much money and you're able to reinvest that money, you would end up over 40 years having $465,000 more than if you use a traditional financial planner. That is massive, 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 massive difference. Okay. And by the way, with the RoboAdvisor auto balancing, rebalancing and stuff, you're also getting that money back with taking less risk because that's what rebalancing does. It continually puts you back in line with your risk profile. Whereas a lot of times you use a traditional financial advisor, those risk profiles go all over the place as market fluctuates. So you're actually taking more risk. So robo advisors actually put more money in your pocket while reducing your risk. And by the way, that $465,000 also doesn't take into account that tax loss harvesting could potentially save you. By the way, tax loss harvesting basically is manipulating the tax code when you have losses, offset gains, all this type of stuff. It's, it's more of a CPA type of thing. But just know like that technology can really help you, okay, save money. So that is the major, major, major benefit of robo-advisors. So most of the time when I tell people that, especially the $465,000 in savings, they're like, oh, I'm using a robo-advisor. It's like, slow down, pump the brakes, right? Um, because I never really recommended robo-advisors just simply because I was always like, look, there's so many flaws in them, four key ones I'm going to touch on, that you're better off either doing it yourself and just doing it manually or hiring someone full time to do it because these flaws are very, very, very bad flaws. Now, I say that, and again, I already brought up our hybrid rover advisor. The reason why we call it a hybrid rover advisor is because we take the positive of what it saves you, and our hybrid rover advisor actually fixes these flaws. Okay, and I'm going to highlight that for you. Um, but that's, you can understand what I'm talking about when I go through these. And so the first one, first flaw that needed to be corrected is that their risk tolerance, okay, is based on academic theory, okay? 
academic theory doesn't really happen in, in the real world, right? So that, that's a big disconnect right there. What do I mean by this risk tolerance? Okay, so when you look at investments, there's two things when you look at investments, risk and return. That's everything that you do with investments. Those are the two things. What's the risk? What's my potential return? Is it worth the risk for the potential return that I might have? That's all investing is, okay, from a high level. So when you focus just on risk, there's two components of risk. Your willingness to take risk and your ability to take risk, okay? Now, to show you how this academic theory really hurts you with these robo-advisors, that's the biggest thing we see in this where it hurts is like 401ks and 403bs, specifically target date funds, okay? So when you go into these target date funds, like when I'm a, a financial planner, investment advisor, I have to ask you all these questions and determine what your willingness to take risk is, what your ability to take risk is. These target date funds don't have to do any of that. They literally say, what's your age and when do you want to retire? And they say, okay, based on academic theory, you have 40 years, 30 years. This should be your, this is your ability to take risk based on this one little tiny piece of your, uh, of what academia tells you. It doesn't bring up inflation. It doesn't bring up your other goal. It doesn't bring up your debt that you have. It doesn't bring up any of that. None of that. It just leaves it out. And here's this target date fund. So a lot of times when you have um, a target date fund and you're, they use a robo-advisor on every single one of those target date funds, the ability for you to take risk, and for some of you, a lot of you, the willingness to take risk is completely mismatched. I mean, personally, this is just my personal opinion, okay? Like, if I were to use, if I said, look, I'm not even going to ask any type of question here. I'm going to be a, uh, an investment advisor. I'm just going to say to somebody, what's their age? And when do you want to retire? Oh, you got 30 years, target date fund, 90-10 split, stocks and bonds. I would get sued out of my mind if we did that. But somehow in 401ks, it's okay. And right, I'm not going to dive into why that is because I've done that on other podcasts. But it, it's amazing. Okay, so that's flaw number one. Flaw number two is on the actual questionnaires that some of these robo-advisors do ask you uh, to fill out. Okay, first of all, on these questionnaires, there's two major flaws on these. The first one is your willingness to take risk. Okay, they're trying to judge your willingness to take risk. So first of all, this is flawed in two ways. I can answer that questionnaire differently pretty much every day of the week. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm having a good day, I'll answer it one way. I'm, I'm pissed off one day, I'm going to answer it one, day, one way. What happens if my account's up 30%? I'm going to answer it one way. What if my account's down 30%? I'm going to answer it another way. These questionnaires don't take into account anything about behavior. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing at all, okay? And I've seen it, like think about this, right? And, and you might be thinking about this, and again, this is behavioral aspects. They'll ask a question like, what if your investment lost 20%? Would you be okay with that? And that's how they're trying to gauge your willingness to take risk. And they're like, well, yeah, because I only have $1,000 invested, so that's like $200 or whatever, like I'd rather, you know, I have the ability to make more money in the long run, so who cares? But it, then what happens a few years later, if you've got a hundred grand and they say, hey, are you willing to make, to lose $20,000? You might be like, or 20%? You're like, ooh, that's 20 grand. That's a lot. I don't think so. It's the same 20%. They're 
there should be no difference if you're rational with academic theory, the way academic theory talks about it, like you're rational. It shouldn't matter. If you want to take 20% potential loss at 1,000 versus 100,000, there should be no difference in answer. But yet people do. I mean, right now, that's why so many people are actually signing up for our hybrid robo-advisors because they're like, I lost 30% in this other thing that I had my money in and I didn't want to take that much risk. I didn't know I was taking that much risk. And that's the highlight of this. People, they, they frame these questions that way. People don't understand the risk that they're actually taking. So how can you answer the willingness and understand what you're talking about? And then you see these magnitude changes. And my answer changes just based on how much I've invested. That, that doesn't make any sense. So these questionnaires are completely flawed. Not only that, they don't take into account your ability. Mostly your willingness. Basically, all they do is like the academic stuff does is where it's like, what's your age? That's it. They don't, again, they don't ask about like debt. They don't ask about future goals. They don't take into account like inflation that's going on right now. And I'll give you an example on that. You might say, look, I got a good start. I got about $15,000 saved. I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah, I could probably take a little bit more risk. Well, here's the thing. If inflation keeps up the way they're going, like these robo-advisors would say, you could take risk 90% in the stock market. If inflation keeps going like the way it's going right now, you're going to need that $15,000 in the next one to three years just to pay for groceries and utilities. You can't lose that money. Your ability to take risk is getting destroyed by inflation right now. These robo-advisors wouldn't even take that into account. Okay, so that's that's flaw number two. Flaw number three, the actual portfolio investments. Like I said, robo-advisors are starting to use these things to automate uh, investments. Okay, and actually picking the investments and moving from one ETF to another or one investment and buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling. Again, two major mistakes in that, first and foremost, okay? They're based on these things called modern portfolio theory. They don't, it's all academic. It doesn't take into account real life stuff like behavior. Like I, I, I mentioned that earlier, these theories don't take that into account, okay? The other problem is that depending on the thresholds that are in these, these things, they're constantly buying and selling, buying and selling, and that can end up lagging the market. And then so some of them have tried to put in future looking data and it's, it's not always, always working. It's like, because you're constantly having to try to rejigger the algorithms and all this type of stuff. It's, it's inefficient it's trying to use this to actually pick the portfolios, okay? So that's the third flaw. The fourth flaw, and that's the big one that I hear from all the time, why people don't invest in these. It's a black box. I don't know what I'm investing into. And if I try to contact somebody at some of these robo-advisors, I have no one to talk to. So like earlier, I told you that we partner with Betterment. If you use Betterment and you don't go through Fitbucks, so you go to Betterment on your own, you got no one to talk to. No one. They answer your questionnaire. If you got a problem with the technology, they'll answer it. If you want to make a deposit in the account, they'll tell you how to do it. But if you got questions about the investment or whatever it is, shoo, nothing. And so other robot advisors that have seen this problem, and so what they do, they offer you someone to talk to, but they charge you a ridiculous, they'll charge you like $500 to $1,000 or even more just to talk to somebody. It's like, uh, no, like, I just want a, a simple answer. I just have a question, like a simple invest, investment question. Explain the risk that I'm taking in this. Explain what this is invested in. Most of them don't even have the skill to tell you that, okay? So those are the four main flaws. Now, I'm going to go on to the next piece, like robo-advisors versus financial advisors, okay? Uh, that's the next piece of this podcast and this video. But I want to pause right there because I did bring up earlier how we have like our hybrid robo-advisor, okay? And how we were meeting those flaws. So 
obviously I looked at every single one of those flaws and I said, look, I want to use a robo advisor to open the accounts and keep all the expenses down on that administrative type of stuff. That's why we use Betterment. Okay. And then what we do is we use our Fitbox algorithm and our Fitbox score that's based on your profile to help determine what your ability is to take risk, what your ability is. That's key because really no one else is doing that. And we look at human capital behavior, all that stuff. Look at your family situation, your debt, all that, inflation, all that. And say, here's your ability to take risk. And then when it talks about willingness, we say, look, you know, if you if this is what your ability is, if you want to take more risk, go ahead, you can change it. We're not going to change it. But if you want to change it, you can change it. You can take less risk, more risk, whatever you want to based on your willingness. But like I told you earlier, one of the big things, people don't even know what willingness is. They don't even know how to define risk. They don't know what these investments are in. Maybe you just have other questions. Like I told you, these things are black boxes. As you guys know, and some of you might not know if you're, you know, coming into Fitbox for the first time and hearing this for the first time. We have Fitbox coaches that are experts in money. And they are experts in what we are investing in, like your portfolios. So if you have questions, let it be about your investments or financial planning, buying a house, whatever it is, you just schedule a call and ask the question, right? So that's our new hybrid robo advisor. Again, I wanted to touch on that. Um, because I have been getting a lot of emails from people saying, like, I saw that you guys just put out this new hybrid robo advisor. Like, how's it solve these flaws? Like, that's how. Okay. Going on, robo advisors versus financial advisors. Okay. <laughs> As you guys know, I don't think really like 95% of the people in this country should be using a financial planner, like, especially with technology nowadays. It's just, they're so expensive. They're not needed. In fact, uh, some of you recall the podcast that I did uh, probably two or three months ago where I actually gave you a real story of like how somebody I know that has $3 million invested with a financial planner. They came to me and said, hey, like this person talks to me for 15 minutes a year. Like, is there something else I should be doing? They were literally paying $30,000 a year. And that planner, like most planners, were just turning around and putting the money in a robo-advisor. They wouldn't even do anything. But they were getting paid $30,000 a year for that. And that's somebody with $3 million. Do you have $3 million? Because, you know, if you have $30,000, if you think you're getting customized advice by going to a financial planner, you you got the wrong impression of what they're going to be doing for you. They don't have the time to do that for you. Okay? Therefore, when you're younger, and for most of us, using a robo-advisor or learning this stuff and doing it yourself is the way to go. Okay? The only time that I tell people, hey, use a financial planner and by the way, like if you come on to Fitbucks and you schedule a call and you run into this situation, we will tell you, hey, yeah, you need a financial planner. Okay. Or you well, one of our coaches will say, hey, talk to me, Joe, or one of our other CFAs that can help you. And that is if you have a really, really complex situation, um, which means you go, you're holding assets, you have stock options in companies, like all this stuff. These are extremely complex. Most of the time, those complex cases sit around estate planning and tax laws. So to uh, really lift yourself up and make money and pay less taxes and stuff, that's when you need something that's very specialized, and those people are very expensive, you know, FYI. So for most of you, robo-advisor, do it yourself, okay? Those are, are the, the two pieces of recommendations there. Are robo-advisors worth it? Yeah, like compared to financial planners, I showed you how much they save you, absolutely. Okay, so if you're one of those types of people that like, I just want a basic understanding or I just don't want to do this at all, I want help. Again, a robo-advisor or our, our hybrid robo-advisor, that's the way to go. Um, 
you know, even if you're saying, look, I'm going to do it yourself or I want to do it by myself, even a robo advisor. So that way it rebalances all the time and the tax loss harvesting is still going to save you a ton of money. So it's worth the fee. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're absolutely worth it. What are the fees? Okay. So like I told you earlier, typically for a financial planner, it's like one to 2%. What that means is like, if I have a hundred grand invested, a uh, typical financial planner will charge me like a thousand to two thousand dollars. And the funny thing is, is they're just putting that money in the robo advisor, anyways, which is ironic. Robo advisors typically charge between 0.25% and 0.5%. Okay. Um, that's typically what they are. So that what that means again is like if I have a hundred grand invested, it's 250 to 500 dollars a year. Okay. Um, then I always get the question, what do you guys charge? We charge 50 basis points. A lot of that is because we actually have to pay Betterment for the use of their technology. And then we have our own portfolio managers that we have to actually pay too. And there's some time in there that we got to pay. So our goal is just to break even on that, right? Because you guys know our primary technology is our financial planning technology. Like we're not trying to become a billion dollar company off of investment management. Like this robo advisor is to complement your entire financial plan. And that's why we're doing it. So. We might make a small profit off of it, but primarily that fee is to cover cost. And that's actually with a lot of robo advisors, it's, it's primarily to cover cost with a small margin. And that's why like Betterment is so cheap and, and these places are so cheap because they get rid of all the backend stuff, all that compliance stuff, all the people. It's awesome. Okay. It's like, that's the fees on that. How do they actually work? The process is very simple. Like most of them, you're just going to fill out a form and they're like, okay, deposit money. And they just do your investments with us. Like I said earlier, you have to be a Fitbucks member because we base everything on your Fitbucks score. And then you just click the open investment account. We walk through a quick form. It takes maybe three or four minutes because we auto populate a lot of it from your profile and you hit submit and that comes to us and we review it just to make sure everything's right. And within 24 business hours, you'll get an email from Betterment saying, Hey, like confirm your account, open it. And then from there, you just got to do the transfer, the rollover, the deposit, whatever it is. And just make sure your Fitbooks profile is updated and we'll just constantly make sure that's being updated to match the ability to take risk that, that you asked for. So that is the, the podcast and the YouTube video on robo-advisors. I hope you guys learned a lot on that because it's kind of like this black box that people are like, what are these things? And I'm using them. And a lot of times, like I said, the 401k and the 403b, people don't even know that they're using them. And so they're they're potentially costing themselves a lot because that alignment of risk. And again, I've seen that a lot the last month. People are like, I was in this thing and I lost 30, 40. Some people have lost 50%. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I didn't know I was taking that much risk. Like my account went from like 60 grand down to 20 or 30 grand. Like, oh my God. And it's like, you shouldn't have been in that in the beginning because your ability to take risk, your willingness to take risk wasn't there. But the robo advisor didn't pick up on that because of the flaws I told you about. So again, I hope you guys... You know, either doing this stuff yourself and, and you've learned it, but if you don't want to do it yourself and you want that help, like I said, we got our hybrid robo advisor. Let us know if you need help. If you need help with our new financial planning technology, we're there. Talk to you soon.